0: Anyway, I have a correction. It's a depressing correction. Well, not a correction, but because uh, a couple weeks ago we were talking about the Mary Celeste. Yes. Yes. So I found this ship that sank in the St. Lawrence in 1914. What year was the Mary Celeste again? 18?
1: Because I don't retain the information. 1880s, I want to say. 1880s, okay. I'll
0: cut that out if it's wrong. I'll
1: listen again.
0: Anyway, so 1914, this boat called the Empress of Ireland was in the Saint Lawrence River, and it got rammed by a uh, coal ship, and it sank in 14 minutes. And there was a thousand, over a thousand people on board that never got to a lifeboat, had no chance Holy of being shit. anywhere, and the entire boat went down. And for years after, divers would go into the wreckage, and they said they they would find bodies inside the ship. Wow. So. It might be that when you think your boat is going to sink, you do get off in a fucking hurry yeah. <laughs> because you
1: will all die. Holy that's shit. That's true. I guess. And we really came at that from a point of like.
0: Boats sink slowly. Yeah. But.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it takes a while to fill up with water. Yeah.
0: But but also uh, there
1: wasn't that many people. Up. Like they had one life raft and there yeah. was like and seven crew members. Yeah. So. Yeah. But still, that's scary. Yeah. Fourteen minutes.
0: I guess because the only like the most famous sinking ship I can think of, apart from something that was like hit with a torpedo, yeah, is like the Titanic, and, and that I guess was just such
2: a large boat. Yeah,
0: and it does seem. I mean, also. Obviously we weren't on the Titanic, it's just the movie. But they definitely had a lot of time of just like lounging while that boat sank. So I always just thought they were it like have like dinner yeah, and the band was playing. Like, like everything's so,
2: fine. Yeah, but it feels that... like this year. She's <laughs> <laughs> like having thing... a
1: dinner party while the boat's sinking. <laughs> that thing huh. that I sent you with Clue, where it was like the different months of the year you should do that with Titanic, but like the different stages yeah. of the boat sinking. 2020. <laughs> Seriously. Um, that was a coal ship. So when we were talking about the Mary Celeste, remember we said the age of sail mm-hmm. and it's taken over by
2: steamer ships.
1: Yep. So anything they move so much faster, yeah. right? They have engines and stuff, engines and stuff like that. So, but there is a crossover between sail ships still being utilized and then these steamer ships being utilized. Mm-hmm. So if a steamership or a coal ship hit a sail ship. That would just be gone. It tore through it. Yeah. yeah. So. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, but Things I Things that, that keep Marcy awake. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: found that after I record the episode, and I was like, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> I guess it could have sounded that fast. Yeah.
2: 14 minutes is, is very fast, but in the moment, that would have felt like ages. You know, yeah. like when you're in, like, a panicking situation? Yeah. And it's just, like, you feel like it's been ages but it's actually been like four minutes
1: (laughs) yep Mm
0: -hmm. anyway sorry i just burped that was a depressing (laughs) way to start this but i just like and sealed it with a
1: burp at the end
0: yep (laughs) welcome Um. to the show (laughs) yeah so maybe they were really i don't know it seems like ships could go down pretty fast if something was wrong
1: yeah sounds like it but again we there's no damage to the ship so what could have possibly gone wrong that they thought this is eminent true true interesting hello you're listening to the odd sisters podcast i'm marcy i'm allison and i'm julia no silly voices this week no this is serious business i've been doing it consistently yeah have (laughs) it (laughs) partners You almost made it. I almost made it.
2: Give me your chip back. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stick into my... Well, this was my one. I don't think you get a chip for one, do you? You would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are we talking about today? Julia's leading us through yeah. an adventure?
2: It's... I don't know if I'd call it an adventure, but it certainly is something. Um, so... I'm, I'm basically, I'm going to start out this episode by saying that this one is a little, I don't know, like, I guess outside my comfort zone, as far as like, I'm kind of like dipping into history, which is something that I usually don't do. Um, and it's the, I don't know, dipping into history.
1: It it, It was like a 90s. Yeah. It's like, I wanted it to be like an educational program. that's like, I don't know. History and swimming lessons? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Look, I'm not great at improv. Two things I'm really not great at. So let's go. (laughs) Swimming Swimming and history. history. (laughs) Um, uh,
2: But, and there's actually, the story takes place um, in Russia. So there are a lot of names that I'm going to struggle with. So bear with me. Obviously, I don't mean anything by it, but like... I tried, I looked up all of them, but I still could potentially butcher them. So I'm sorry in advance. So <clears throat> I have some water first. <laughs> my voice is a little, I'm nervous. Russian history is complex. really hard and complex. This is it's going to be, be like my, it's my Norse one all over again. <laughs> Where it's just like silence for like five seconds and then it's, my attempt. <laughs> um, so sometime between the years of eight 890 and 925 AD, Olga was born in, I think it's Pushkov, which is a place that is now in Russia. I don't think it was technically in Russia at the time because it's, this is very early on. Also heads up, since it is such an old story, there are some things that are like, Debatable. could be true could not be true could just be you know like it evolved over time but um doesn't matter it's fun anyway so um as you can tell there's not much uh, oh sorry yeah olga was born in pishkov um, as you can probably tell there's not much we know about her early life uh, what we do know is that when she was no older than 15 she married prince igor the 1st of kiev so like it's literally eight 890 to 925 A.D. That's the span. They're like, she was born sometime in there.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: There's no like, but yeah, she was quite young when she got married. Um, And soon after she gave birth to their son, Sivatoslav, which is a great name. Sivatoslav. Igor was,
1: what? What? What is it? S- I think
2: it's Siv- Sivatoslav.
1: Yeah. That's good.
2: I wrote everything out phonetically so that I wouldn't no. just immediately screw myself over. But it's still hard. Um, so Igor was under the guardianship of Oleg since his father, um, King Rurik, actually died. Um, and Rurik had founded the Rurik Dynasty, which lasted from 862 to actually like 1610, which is a really fucking long
0: time—a
2: time. really long time. So that's his dad's set that up. Um, so <laughs> Oleg fit into his fa- uh, into his father's previous position quite nicely and decided that he wanted to consolidate power in the region by conquering neighboring tribes and establishing a capital in Kiev. This conglomerate would be known as Kievan Kievan Rus, sorry, Kievan Rus, covering territories that would now be parts of Russia, Ukraine and Belarus.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Good? Yep. Okay. <laughs> um but they weren't the only group um they weren't the only group searching power searching for power there was another tribe the drevlins who were looking to sh- to start stirring shit up previously they had joined the Kievan um fighting in their military campaigns and even paying them tribute but when Oleg died, so yeah, he's already dead. I literally, he was in one sentence. <laughs> that happens a lot, by the way. Um, they didn't really give King Igor the same amount of respect, uh, no longer paying him tribute and instead giving their mo- their money to a local warlord. Hmm. So
1: rude. In, in
0: I'm imagining everyone on motorcycles with leather jackets for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. That's what I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs>
0: I mean Welcome that, to
2: Allison's brain. <laughs> yeah. That vision may just continue. So um in 945, I don't know how you say that. 945? 945 oh, works. Yeah. In 945. Swimming in <laughs> history. <laughs> Dimping. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> dipping into history. Like one toe at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I like it because it makes you realize how um nervous I am about it. Just one toe at a time. I'm not like diving into history. It's I'm like dipping into history. 1995.
1: You don't say 1,
2: 000, 1,995. History. But then right? when I say 945, I feel like that's a time. Because <laughs> that's
1: the most common <laughs> yeah, use for yeah. 945.
2: Okay. So in 945, Igor made his way to the Drevlin capital, capital demanding that they pay him what he was owed. But Igor was well-prepared. Bringing his army that was much bigger than that of the Drevlins, so they backed down and they paid him. Um, Igor started to head home, probably feeling pretty good about how that went. <laughs> uh, who knows what happened? He was what whistling. went off in his yeah? <laughs> exactly. You can see it, just like yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what went off in his brain? But suddenly, Igor thought to himself, "You know, they've been skipping out on paying us for a while now, and they probably should have given us more money." In fact, I'm going to go back there and ask them for more. I mean, it worked the first time, so why wouldn't it work again? So Igor went back in a bewildering move and in a bewildering move decided to only bring a small escort with him this time. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, quote, upon his arrival in their territory, the Drevlins murdered Igor. (laughs) Murdered.
0: Well, of course. (laughs)
2: That would sound oh, like and he,
0: he thought they were intimidated by him. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is a hundred percent. Like he was like, "It's me. Like I yeah. showed up there. Um, <laughs> they fear me." But no, because if they feared you, this wouldn't be happening. You yeah. wouldn't have be been giving your money to somebody else, right?
1: Like, yeah, silly. But don't get greedy. <laughs> um, remember Igor, kids. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so. Oh, and they didn't make it quick either. The king soon found himself, quote, captured by them, tied to tree trunks, and torn in two.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's a way to go. How? I don't know. Trees don't <laughs> move. That's all it said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it sounds scary. I feel like I know, but like I'm also kind of like concerned. That yeah. I, like if you had your arms and then you roped it around the trees, but you pulled the ropes.
0: Ooh, yes. Okay. Not like the trees were ants and they got
1: up and moved. No, no I don't think so. I mean, it's so. 9.45. Who <laughs> knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who knows? We'll see what happens at 10 o'clock. <laughs> 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 um, so,
2: meanwhile, back in Kievan Russ, Olga, who I'm sure was beyond <laughs> disappointed in her husband's actions, is ruling as regent on behalf of her son, who was only three years old at the time.
1: Hmm.
2: So the... Three-year-olds <laughs> will not make good decisions. Uh, no, they don't. They don't make good kings.
1: No. They, like, can't even eat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Drevlins, who were just so amped up that they murdered her king, sent a nice little fuck you message, messenger to Olga proposing that she marry Prince Maul, who is the man who had murdered her husband. Ooh. Bold move. Very bold move. Not only that, but the prince sent 12 Drevelin men to make sure that it sounded less like an offer and more like a threat. So when they arrived in court... Olga responded, in her court, sorry, Um, Olga responded, quote, your proposal is pleasing to me indeed. My husband cannot rise again from the dead, but I desire the honor, sorry, I desire to honor you tomorrow in the presence of my people. Return now to your boat and remain there with an aspect of arrogance. I shall send for you on the morrow and you shall say, we will not ride on horses nor go on foot, carry us in our boat and you shall be carried in your boat.
0: Interesting response. Mm -hmm. So is that a yes or a no? I feel like something. That's lost like in
2: the uh, translation. <laughs> <laughs> So see how I feel tomorrow. <laughs> um, so it the next okay. day. <laughs>
1: Let me sleep on it. Yeah. In a boat. So
2: the next day, the Drevlins returned and waited outside the court to receive the honor that she had promised. They repeated the words, "We will not ride on horses nor on foot, carry us in our boat." And the people of Kiev rose up, carrying the Drevlins in their boat. Their hearts swelled with honor as they were lifted up. Like, they literally lifted them, like, on, like, h- big, like... Do you know those old, um... Not, like, trolleys, <laughs> where they would carry people with, like, yes. the... Yeah.
1: Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, yeah. but, like, uh... Yeah, like the like, the coach without horses, where it's, like, yeah. people carrying you instead. That's basically what they did. They lifted this
2: boat up. It didn't say what size the boat was, but I'm assuming it's not, like, a giant boat, because... Yeah. They literally lifted it. So.
1: Man, it's on the tip of yeah. tongue. the tongue.
2: Yeah. The people, the people carried them, sorry, the people carried them to the court and it was there that they were dropped into a trench that had been dug the night before. Oh, cool. <laughs> and under Olga's orders, the ambassadors were buried alive.
0: This is like Sparta.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: I know. Um, it is said that Olga watched carefully the whole time and bent down to where they were buried and, quote, inquired whether they found the honor to their taste.
1: Bad ass. Yeah.
2: And uh, an insane chapter in anyone's book, but Olga was just getting started. So she said...
0: Sent- insane. I have the best <laughs> mental image right
2: now. Holy shit. Like, literally just like,
1: whoop. And then just and then cover them in dirt. You like this? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Feel honored?
2: Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, Yeah. So she sent a message back to the Drevlins saying that they should quote, oh, sorry, that they should send, quote, their distinguished men to her in Kiev so that she might go to their prince with due honor. Having no idea that she had just bur- buried their last party alive, they sent another group of men who were, quote, the best men who governed the land of Deriva. Deir- Sorry. When they arrived from their long journey, Olga commanded her people to run a bath, saying that they could only appear in front of her um, after they were cleaned. So they entered the bathhouse and were locked in, and Olga set fire to all of the doors, incinerating every last one of them. Holy
1: shit! <laughs>
2: Oh my god (laughs) and i wrote on here probably wearing sunglasses with a toothpick in her mouth (laughs) just like you could just Just see the reflection of the fire in her glasses (laughs) just like wow yeah so olga sent another message to the drevlins quote prepare great quantities of mead in the city where you killed my husband that i may weep over his grave and hold a funeral feast for him And when Olga arrived in the Drevlin's capital with a small group of attendants, they headed down to Igor's tomb. Olga wept over her husband, and they celebrated his memory that night with a feast. The Drevlins sat down with them and proceeded to drink and drink and drink. And once they were nice and intoxicated, Olga ordered her followers to kill them. 5,000 Drevlins were killed that night. What but Olga wasn't even close to being done. And when she returned to Kiev, she started to plan for an army to return for all of the survivors. Wow.
0: This is insane. They <laughs> killed one guy.
2: <laughs> Jesus I, know. <laughs> I know.
0: It's what
2: like hell? I'm kind of like she's kind of scary, but then like I kind of respect her in a weird, fucked up kind of she's way. She's
0: like John Wick.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she is. She really is. (laughs) They should make
1: this movie.
2: Yeah, I know, right? So so this fucking badass bitch led her army, winning every battle along the way, uh, making it all the way to the Drevlin capital and laying siege to the city. It lasted a year without success. But you know that Olga's not just going to give up that easily, so she came up with a plan. They received a message. Quote, not they sorry the drevelins received a message quote why do you persist in holding out all your cities have surrendered to me and <laughs> submitted to tribute so that the inhabitants now cultivate their fields and their lands in peace but you had rather but you had rather tide of hunger without submitting to tribute the Drevlins wrote back and we're like, "Uh, yeah, don't get us wrong, like we want to pay you tribute, but we're just a little worried about you and your, you know, like obsession with avenging your husband. I mean, you've been trying to kill us non-stop since then. So, you know where we're
1: coming from?" <laughs> you feel us? We're,
2: we're a little scared. <laughs> but um, Olga of terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you imagine getting that letter just like, I'm so scared.
1: <laughs> what is What's she going to do? Gonna do?
2: Um, (laughs) she thinks they're the problem. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, she really does. What's your deal? (laughs) But, but Olga responded by saying that burying those guys alive and burning those guys alive and, you know, murdering those drug dudes were enough for her. Uh, She didn't want any more blood on her hands. Mm -hmm. But she did have one small request. Give me three pigeons and three sparrows from each house. The Drevlins, apparently not learning anything from any of this, celebrated ending such a long siege from such a small, for such a small price and did what she asked. So that night, Olga told her soldiers to set the birds free and watch them fly away to freedom. Oh, and by freedom, I mean she tied a piece of sulfur to them with a bit of cloth, set it aflame, and watched the birds return to their nests within the city, subsequently setting the entire city on fire.
1: Yes, I've heard of that before. <laughs> I've heard of this. Oh my God. So,
2: quote, there was not a house that was not consumed, and it was impossible to extinguish the flames because all of the houses caught fire at once.
0: Wait, oh everyone in the city just had pet pigeons?
2: Sparrows? No, well it was like it was all the houses. It was they were from all of the houses so they had like their kind of like like, like like a c- significuses. Coo- How do you say it? Okay. Like okay. A, not a
1: coop, but
2: nest. Yeah. Nest, yeah. So it flew t- they flew back to all of their parts different parts in the city where all the okay. houses lived like they were spread out and then it just caught fire. So um and then as the people f- fled from the burning city Olga's soldiers would catch them, kill them, offer them up as slaves to her followers, or leave them alive to pay the aforementioned tribute. So the only people who were left, she was like, sorry, are you going to pay me now? <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> is just staring at me like, what the fuck is what this?
0: Is, yeah, really? <laughs> so... <laughs>
2: Olga remained the ruler of Kievan Ross. Yeah, no um, shit. (laughs) Earning the respect slash fear of the army and the people. Uh, She continued to avoid marriage proposals. So she basically, people were trying to marry her the entire, like I didn't really include it, but like.
0: Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to marry her?
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She sounds great. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, But so she kept avoiding marriage proposals, uh, defending the city during a siege in 968. And was even able to keep the throne for her son when he was of age. So when sorry, when he, when he did, he she still stood by him and did just as much work, establishing trade posts, hunting grounds, boundary posts, towns, and with her son went on when sorry, when her son went away on lengthy military campaigns, she was the one who was ruling. And nobody questioned her ever, because why would you? Why would you? <laughs> um, you're going to die, for sure. Um, so in, the, in the, ni- the 1950s, in the 950s, <laughs> the roaring 950s, <laughs> um, Ol- Olga traveled to Constantinople to visit Emperor Constantine VII. Uh, he marveled at her intellect and, quote, remarked that she was worthy to reign with him in this city. Sorry, in his city. And always the proposal dodger. Olga was like, nah, man, it would never work between us. I mean, you're a Christian, I'm a pagan, you know how it is. And he was like, well, you know, we could always get you baptized. It would take like two seconds. I know a guy. But um, (laughs) Olga told him that if he wanted her baptized, then he would have to do it himself or else she would never accept. So he did. And she was christened with the name Helena. Helena which was supposed to be after St. Helena, but apparently everyone thought it was after Constantine's late wife because he obviously had a creepy thing for her, which is weird.
0: Yeah, but when she emerged from the baptism water, she cut off Constantine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, um, once the baptism was over, um, he repeated his marriage proposal, and she responded that since he had baptized her under uh, church law, she was considered t- as his goddaughter. Quote, how can you marry me after after yourself uh sorry, after you yourself baptizing me and calling me your daughter? For among Christians that is an unlawful and which which you yourself must know. Wow. <laughs> Emperor Constantine was shocked, but he couldn't beat that logic. Quote, Olga, you have outwitted me. And she left with many gifts of gold, silver, silks, and various vases. Well she's done. just like every turn, she's just like oh always God. one step ahead. Of everyone, like, in every circumstance. Um, But although it seems like Olga was um, just converted to Christianity to avoid another marriage proposal, (laughs) she actually did live as one for the rest of her life. So she was committed to it. Um, She actually tried to convert her son, telling him that if the king converted, then the rest of the people would follow. But he wasn't into it. (laughs) He actually, like, was really not into it. He was like, this is garbage. Um... (laughs) So, in fact, the rest of her life was mostly trying to convert everyone around her until she passed away in 969. Her son was about to leave, and she convinced him to stay with her um, in what she felt like were her final days. And when she passed, all the people wept, although, and although he wasn't a fan of it, her son gave her a Christian funeral. Although um, her attempts to convert were a complete failure, her grandson, Vladimir, would officially adopt Christianity in 988. And in 1547, almost 600 years after her death, the Russian Orthodox Church named Olga a saint Hmm. patron of widows and converts. I feel like she deserves more than that. And that's her story.
1: That's insane. Patron saint of badassery. <laughs>
2: yeah, right? Of yeah. setting you
1: on fire. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I wonder if she has a cool, like, saint pendant. I'd like one of those. Um,
2: she Actually, I have a couple pictures
1: I should have showed you guys. Hold on. This is a picture of That's her. That's crazy. Why is that not a movie? She looks very severe. Oh, my God. She looks amazing. <laughs>
2: oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she looks... I'll post this with the, the episode. And then the top one is her them burning the people in the bathhouse and the bottom one is the like burning the, the city down. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. they're like really old pictures. Like oh wow. Yeah. But I love the, the bathhouse one with just the people inside on fire.
0: It yeah. <laughs> looks <laughs> like a tapestry for Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. It, does. it does. It really does. <laughs>
2: but yeah. It's pretty crazy shit. Like it she is kind of like John Wick. You're right. It's like yeah. how many people have to uh Die because your husband got killed for being fucking stupid. Yeah. Like he was so stupid. I mean, obviously
0: maybe she just didn't like, I don't think she knew that.
2: I don't (laughs) think she, or she either didn't know it or refused to accept that he would do something like that. Cause like, I don't know. I I feel like part of it too, is like the fact that they were such dicks about it after they were like, well, why don't you come over and marry this guy who murdered your husband?
1: It's like, here's the thing. She's obviously (laughs) very smart. And if her husband was like that, he's not, right? Mm -hmm. So now she is in a position where they're saying, hey, come and marry this prince. If she were to just refuse that and not be very smart, then they go there anyway and they take over her city yeah, where she lives. And they, she's not, once your husband's dead and your son's not of age, most of the time that means you're not a royal anymore. Like you get that position taken away. So now she's in a position where she has to hang on to that. Mm -hmm. and prove herself or give it up she either marries this guy or they take over her city so her standpoint is i'm gonna fight the fuck back yeah like that's her only option yeah she either is a total badass or she is probably murdered or she has to marry this man and just be his wife yeah Mm -hmm. which she's already done and now her husband fucked it all up so she's like well i gotta clean up your shitty mess so here we go (laughs) that's true
2: yeah, and she like she was really smart about it that they like you know they sent over like the their smartest people and were yeah. just like okay we'll send over this group of like ambassadors and this group of yeah she people like governors her, yeah. and well, yeah you, they
1: never would have thought that she would have been capable of that for no. sure oh no you way you think that she, they they removed her teeth by killing her husband yeah. in reality yeah. it just <laughs> made <sharpened him>. them <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he was probably keeping her at bay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure.
2: But she's so crazy. I know, amazing, insane. Like, who thinks of that? Like the the thing. The bird thing was just like, what? Like you're you're a crazy person. (laughs) You're psychotic.
1: (laughs) Like, who thinks of that? And who tied all those under the little birdie feet? Oh yeah. (laughs) Those birds all died, yeah? I oh, know, 100%. That's what I was thinking. But I didn't and all the other that birds person. that were in the thing. <laughs> because we know how much I love pigeons. I know.
2: Yeah, I actually thought of that when, when I read her like request. was just like, send me three pigeons. I was like, oh, it's Marcy. <laughs> 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 then I will go home happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pigeons.
1: Can I keep it?
2: <laughs> but, yeah. That's that's my little story about Olga. That's insane.
1: Damn, Olga. Mm-hmm. Wow. You crazy. Yep. I still that v- visual of her <laughs> leaning over the pit, just being like, what's up? <laughs> How's this for honor? Yeah. Oh, my
2: God. So great. Lord. What a queen.
1: And how much they must have felt like the ship being picked up. What an image. And, like, yes. carried into the yeah. city. And they're like, oh, oh, my God. What an honor. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> dumping it into the pit. <laughs> yeah. Is that great? Fantastic visual. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like everyone was in on it too. Like everyone was so guilty. Like it takes. Yeah, they have. I to mean, it takes pit. a village.
1: Yeah,
2: it does <laughs> to dig a bit like that. It does
1: overnight. Yeah, yeah. Like they were all in on it. Like everyone was in on it. Yeah. Same with the fire in the bathhouse. So. Yeah, that's true. That's great. Well done. <laughs> Good story, Jay. <laughs> that
0: sounded like a rock album. Fire in the bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> <It does. laughs>
2: Fire in the bathhouse, <laughs> and fire in the
1: bath. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. No that was crazy. That was great. I know I was. Check out our Instagram for those pictures. Yeah, those yeah. I too. have to put those up um, at Odd Sisters Podcast, and send us an email if you have uh, some thoughts on Olga. Yeah.
2: How have you gotten revenge? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Write us an
1: email. <laughs> Would you burn down a city using pigeons? What a fucking weird idea! I evil, guess so evil. She's such a villain, but also a hero. Yeah. Like, is she? We we're having this conversation with heroes and villains, right? Yeah. Um, and what was the conversation? the perspective the perspective yeah it was th- that was it when we were talking about walking dead and last of us yeah like those kind of things and how you have the heroes and villains um but those are just the people we're following yeah. there are heroes because of the people we're following but you could easily have that story follow someone else and then the people that we're following are the villains like there's so many shades of gray yeah. in those kind of things that mm-hmm. it depends on whose story you're telling they become <laughs> like, the hero or the there hero. was uh, definitely a lot of like children and
2: families in that city that got burned to the ground. For sure. They didn't
1: do anything. Nope. Well, the lady across the street screaming, so maybe we should wrap it up. So that's that's our time. That's our time. (laughs) (laughs) We have an arrangement. (laughs) Every time we're running over,
2: she She screams like a fucking crazy lady. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. (laughs)